something get that look upon your face salas here what's up buddy hey what's up adam how are you man how you doing uh <laughs> i'm all right i'm all right yeah. i'm feeling better than i have been feeling the last uh, few days but uh i don't need to trauma dump on the podcast mm. but um uh yeah men men are allowed to have mental health crises too so there's that Definitely. um yeah, so <laughs> Troy made a joke last week about uh, me not being on the show because uh, I was uh, shitting my brains out, and um, not wrong. Uh, I had a parasite. That's what you had? Uh-huh. I thought you just had Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I had Giardia. Which, oh, uh, shit. Is uh, is for some reason uh, referred to by some as beaver fever, um, <laughs> but yeah, I had a parasite, uh, so I couldn't host the show because I was hosting a parasite. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had to I had to uh, have an interview. I got a so so I went to the urgent care and uh, gave them a sample, um, uh, and they did blood work too. Uh, and it, it, the, so they're doing running all the tests. My blood work came back completely normal, uh, stone cold normal, as the uh, as the the, 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 the the ER doctor said. It. What? Um, what? And it, it wasn't C diff, which is good because that'll fuck your day up. Um, and then I got a call while I was at work on Monday. I think it was Monday. Uh, it was Monday Labor Day, whatever day it was. And they're like, yeah, it was, uh, you have Giardia. I was like, uh-oh. Okay, in my head thinking, how the fuck did I do that? But And then and then a little while later, I got a call from the Manchester Health Department because that is one of the things that they need to track and try and figure out where the fuck it came from. Hmm. So in the middle of my work day, I had to be on the phone with this woman for like, felt like an hour. Uh and just uh, tell her all the places that I had eaten and all the things that I had eaten and 
Where do you buy your groceries? Have you had this food? 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 And my personal favorite, have you had cereal or baby food? No. Not eating baby food. Good thing you're not a cereal eater. Um, <laughs> because I can't drink milk. Because it'll also give me the shits. Uh, I t- uh, I have lactate milk anyway. <laughs> but yeah, they the so they they gave me a script. It was one dose of four pills. They were little. They were pink, and uh, I feel much better now. <laughs> so how'd you get a parasite there, buddy? I have no idea. Swimming in uh, the Merrimack River, were you? Says- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, it was it was probably from something I ate, uh, whether it was unwashed produce or a, a fast food worker who did not wash their hands properly uh, or ass, um, something uh, that I ate, uh, to which my wife went, ha ha, you ate poop. I'm like, shit, god damn it. But, yeah, just something that happened. Or maybe the guy just got finished washing his ass and then went right back to the drive through window and served your food. <laughs> Didn't wash his hands correctly. May have washed his ass, but he didn't wash his hands. Oh, that sucks, buddy. That sucks. But it's it's over now. So I feel like I said I feel it was one dose of four pills, and I feel much better. So it's too bad they didn't have to surgically remove it, and you couldn't have had it in a jar and kept it at your desk. Been like my parasite. It wasn't. It's not a tapeworm. <laughs> These are little, the little tiny. Anyway. Anyway. Well, that fucking How have you been, pal? <laughs> um, I have been dodging colds and flus like, like fucking dodgeball uh, because the kids are back in school. I was going to say, when did when did school start for y'all? Uh, the, well, it started August 30th, which don't even get me started on <laughs> that. Because, see, this town does something extremely stupid. They have the kids go back to school on Wednesday before Labor Day. Then they go to school on Thursday before Labor Day. And then they get Friday and Monday off. See, when I, when I, uh, towards the end of my run in public school, they had switched to a, a similar schedule, but it was the Wednesday before Labor Day. But you would go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So three days the first week. And then the second week was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So four days the second week. And then the third week was a full five-day week. See, that so I makes guess sense. ease you back into it. That makes sense. Doing two days and then four days off screws up <laughs> every. Nobody remembers where anything is on Tuesday morning. It's just, yeah. it's a mess. So, uh, my my middle daughter, Cambria, is sick with a cold. She does not have COVID. We already tested her, blah, blah, blah. She just has a scratchy throat, and sometimes she doesn't feel good. But she's been home today, so I'm avoiding her like the plague, because she probably has it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I went to the garden last Friday, so, you know, there's another 17,000 people that probably gave me their germs. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about that in a little bit. Should I hold the railing? Uh, should I not hold the railing? Fuck, I'm really up high. I don't know if I should hold the railing. I'm going to hold it because I don't know what to do if I don't. Oh, I should have brought gloves. <laughs> You're uh, not wrong. You have cats. Yes. How how do your cats eat dry food out of the bowl? Do they just stick their faces in the bowl? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> My cats are fucking weird, apparently. Uh we we bought these bowls 
that have little nubs that come up from the bottom mm-hmm. to, 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 to make to help them eat slower. Because, because if we don't, James will just eat the entire quarter cup of food that we put in the bowl and then walk across the kitchen and throw it up on the floor. <laughs> so, so we bought the slow feeding bowls. <clears throat> and so the little nubs mean they can't just shove their face in it. And so they, they will take the piece, they will take their paw and kind of scrape one piece out and eat it off the floor and just do this. And if the bowls are empty, they still try to go for it and they end up <laughs> taking the bowls apart and the bowls get strewn everywhere and food goes everywhere. <sighs> hey, at least it's food for them. Okay, my cat used to friggin' when the anytime I had chicken, he would paw at you. Like first it was yeah. once, he'd be like, "Excuse <laughs> me, excuse me, can I have a piece?" And you're like, "All right, fine." And then it became much more frequent over the course of the meal, where it's like, "Hey, hey, feed me, feed me." <laughs> See, Max, Max will eat scraps, but Moose and James never went for, or have never been human food cats. Some cats aren't. Yeah. Some cats are. Moose is obsessed with our bedroom closet. Oh, so is um my oldest like, cat. I'll just find well, her in there. I'm like, hey, what are if, you doing now? He, I'll be up. I'll, I'll take the like if I if I do laundry, I'll take the laundry upstairs to put it away. He'll be dead asleep on the floor under the window because that's one of his favorite spots. He'll be dead asleep, and I will open the closet door to put clothes to put clothes away in the closet, and I'll see him from across the room. Just go, huh? What closet? <laughs> and he will pop up, walk across the room, go in the closet, and then fall asleep in the closet. Yep. <laughs> the problem is, sometimes, like when I'm getting dressed for work in the morning, I don't see him enter the closet. And if I'm and if I'm running late or something, I don't think to check for him. Mm-hmm. And so I finish getting dressed and I close the closet door. You horrible and then person. I, <laughs> <laughs> And this poor cat gets stuck in the closet for, the for fucking eight day. fucking straight hours until somebody mm-hmm. lets him out. Mm-hmm. There have been times where I have gone to bed, and then from the darkness, <laughs> God damn it! So I have to get up. This cat is dumb as a brick. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> I remember when I would close the door the cat would friggin constantly at like 7 o'clock in the morning start pawing at the door oh my god for the feed that was right no that Lukey when we had Lukey you could not close the bathroom door if you were going to the bathroom because he would sit out there and claw the door and yell (laughs) well that's what that's what Stormy does she sits there and she yells and you're just like, shut up! I'm trying to take a shit, and he's just like, no, oh, oh, fucking asshole. Um, he was a hell spawn, but we loved him. But to your point, I did. We did. There was a couple times where, you know, Stormy got locked in the closet accidentally, and and come home from like a long day, and we hear, wow, <laughs> and we're like, oh shit, <laughs> cats in the closet. Yeah. No. Moose will just paw at the door once he knows someone is in the room on the other side. <laughs> and then they'll come out and be like, oh, thanks. 
I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go pee now. Oh, that's assuming he didn't pee in your fucking closet. He doesn't. He doesn't pee in the closet. There you go. With Stormy, I can never tell. Sometimes she has that look in her face, and I'm like, "You asshole! What did you?" <laughs> Mostly, she sleeps in there, but she also has this terrible habit where, like, we have a sunlight in the living room or a skylight, whatever you call it, and she, when she wants to be warm, she'll sit in that square. Mm-hmm. So as the sun moves, she moves with it. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Ah. Anyway, this has been Cat Chat. Thank you for joining us. Cat Chat. Um, all right. Before we get to this week, some notes from last week that I wanted to mention. Some corrections, uh, if you will. Uh, we'll, we'll run through this quickly because I do have a few. Uh, there's about ten on this list. Um, so... Uh, Cena is back and, of course, has his new merchandise with his new colors and his mm. new signs on it. And apparently he's taking uh, he's taking logo ideas from Gulf Gasoline this time. <laughs> Which, by the way, I never would have thought Gulf logo until I saw that that meme like that. There's was, a reason that I, I posted those by side to side in the discord. because that that's, that's exactly what the fuck it is. Is the Gulf gasoline logo? I was like, oh, it is. Because at it first is. I got I got Miami Dolphin the, vibes because it was like the, the font teal. is not quite the same, mm-hmm. but it's close enough, and it's mm-hmm. the same fucking shape of the circle with the, with the little line in the middle. Uh, I dig Jimmy's new theme song. No, I did. I dig Jay the the new version of Jay's theme song as well. Jay's yes, I don't give I don't, you don't like to Jimmy's. Mm-hmm. You don't like Jimmy's? I I like Jimmy's new theme song. Um, a note from Payback. I appreciated um, him, whoever it was calling the the Grayson Waller set the Hooters trees. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I think that was true. Um, what I wanted more than anything at the end of Payback, and I don't remember if y'all if y'all talked about something like this or not. But Triple H has trained us from the from his from the NXT days that the the copyright bug doesn't always mean anything. Mm-hmm. And so what I would have loved at the end of Payback is if in the middle of that recap video, if they had to hard cut back to the arena and Damian Priest was cashing in. That would have been very interesting. I'm wondering how they would have done it, though. Like, we go all black or like, and you still hear the volume and then you cut to a different camera. Yeah, that could have been kind of fun. Not even, not, not even, because they were playing, because, you know, they were playing that, that highlight video at the very end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Just like, okay. in I the middle of that, in the middle of that, just hard, just dump out of it, back to Michael Cole, back to the action in the ring, and have Michael Cole be like, oh, Lightning Jump, there's a, there's a, there's a situation. That would have been Damn, fun. Priest is cashing in. Um, as you have heard, uh, Seth, you know, and they showed on Raw, uh, Shinsuke returned to lay a beating on Seth, and I guess the crowd was chanting for Priest, uh, which is a good thing because that means they are anticipating the cash in, and it's going to build for when he actually does, and people are going to lose their shit. However, um, I do feel like it is coming sooner than later. I would say that that the cash in happens within before Halloween. That's my that's my prediction. Uh, I appreciate that Jay is not being welcomed with open arms by the uh, by the raw roster. Thank uh, God. At least, right? at least the face the face half of the of the roster. I feel like if this was 
even like t- a year ago, two years ago, it would have just been like, hey, buddy, welcome to Raw. Mm-hmm. You're um, a baby face now, so we like you. Right, exactly. And, and, I, and, and having Sammy as the peacemaker makes perfect sense. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm digging it so far. We'll, we'll uh, talk a little bit more about, about Jay and his, uh, his tensions between people on mm-hmm, Raw a little bit later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Three weeks ago, we had a Terry Funk hardcore tag team match. Then at Payback, we had a Steel City street fight. And mm-hmm. then uh, on Raw last week, a Tornado tag match. Mm-hmm. Seems like overkill. A little bit. Uh, I miss Shinsuke's rap song. Oh, I remember that. I really do. I that miss, I, especially now that he's heel again. I really mm. miss, I, I miss that rap song. Um, I am, I was very confused by the guy uh, and, and on Raw. I think it was Raw last week, uh, who was uh, the front row behind the hockey boards, who had a sign uh, that said, "I like delicious chicken." I must have missed this sign. I wonder, sure if, they, I wonder about, if they took it away. <laughs> uh, I love the purple briefcase. That's. I, I love the purple briefcase. I think that's great. Um, I do really like the idea someone had. Um, I think they t- they posted it in our group chat about uh, the purple briefcase doesn't actually have the contract in it. That would be fun. Yeah, but to 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 the point that Jason made, you, no one has ever opened the briefcase sure. to take out the contract to cash sure. in. Uh, why separate Zoe from Trish and then immediately have Zoe lose to Shayna Baszler two nights later? Why separate Shayna from Ronda and immediately put her back in a tag team? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, and lastly, another goddamn incredible match between Chad and Gunther. Uh, and now we're going to get a third. So. Yes. Yeah, no, that, that, that second match was a lot of fun. Um, with the record being so close, I really didn't think Jay no, was going to no, no. no. Uh, now they set the table for him to lose it now, since he has the record, which is fine. And it was beautiful. The, the, the promo battle this week uh, was, was Gunther being like, you let down your family. <laughs> yes. When uh, your daughter okay. cries, think of Gunther. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mm. As you said, you were at SmackDown. Yes, sir. Uh, live from Boston, Massachusetts. Damn. Right. Uh, with with uh, your daughter, your daughter's mm-hmm. first first pro wrestling show. How'd it go? So first and foremost, she loved it. She loved about every that. second about it. Um, she thought it was so cool when we walked into the into the arena from the concourse and she saw like the big giant WWE on the on the digital mm-hmm. board which yeah. like, I don't even call it a Titan Tron anymore because it's literally just like no, a wall. The, yeah. <laughs> um and then she was uh, you know wicked surprised at how um how full it got like real quick. And then she was You on the hard cam side? No, we were, um, so if the hard cam is looking at the wrestler, we no, were said, to, the... I, I said, even on the hard cam side. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I don't know my head. Um, it, one thing she didn't like though, we were, we went to the, mer- we went by the merch table cause the fucking line was ridiculous. It always is. And 
they had a little tiny, couldn't even put it on a doll, um, kabuki mask for Asuka. Now, Asuka's her favorite wrestler. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she loves anime and a lot of um, JRPGs, it doesn't surprise me. All right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The kabuki mask was $60. <laughs> and my 11-year-old goes... Why would anybody pay $60 for that? I can literally make a full-size one from Stuff at Michael's for, like, 10 bucks. <laughs> She's like, what a rip-off. And I'm like, wow, okay, I'm glad you said that. Because <laughs> the Lord knows I don't want to spend $60 on it. Um, it is a... It wasn't, l- it, wasn't for, it wasn't for wearing. It was. You said it was a little tiny one? Not super tiny, but, like, definitely not for a face. Like, you couldn't put it over your face. Huh. Looking on her page, on, on, and I'm I'm a little bit annoyed not, too it's because not, it's not on here. So. so so they have a mask, but it's an adult sized uh, costume mask. No adult size. Anyway, um, I was also disappointed that they decided to jack up the prices at the live events. Anytime I've ever gone to to the website, it's usually thirty dollars for a T-shirt. Yep, forty, all of them. Yeah, forty, and God knows they probably didn't even have many sizes available. I was like, forty? Are you out of your? But interestingly enough, I didn't see any Bray merch. I don't know if they sold out of it already, but um, lots of Cena, obviously. Uh, yeah, because he was there, right? Because it's his hometown. No, nope, no, nope, he wasn't there. He was in <laughs> India earlier that day. Uh, oh, the little one was very upset that Rhea wasn't at SmackDown because she was in India. And she was like, why isn't Rhea Ripley here? And I'm like, well, <laughs> she's she was wrestling in India. But why? That's dumb. <laughs> she was super happy that Asuka came out because she wasn't expecting to see Asuka because Asuka wasn't booked. And then she was super mad because Asuka was only out there for like two seconds. And then they were talking about the rematch for the, or, or I'm sorry, not the rematch, the title match coming up with EO. And she's like, oh my God, they'll do it tonight. And I'm like, no. Nah. No, they won't. <laughs> and then, of course, later on the night, Oscar's like, you know, I'll see you in two weeks or whatever, whatever place they're going to. And she's like, oh, why can't they do it tonight? And I'm like, Mm-mm. nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she loved all the fireworks and she booed the shit out of Dominic as well. She should. Um. But you know what her favorite part of the night was? Or one of her favorite parts of the night? The Dark Main, where I don't know what they would do if this guy wasn't around. Cody Rhodes took on Dominic Mysterio. Um, Cody's entrance, fucking phenomenal live, as I knew it would be. Uh, Boston, very, very loud for Cody. Uh, Cody beat Dominic in a about a minute and a half, yeah. and then spent more time thanking the crowd and talking about how awesome we all were after the match. <laughs> he, he's doing the Cena stuff. That's what yeah. John Cena used to do when I was like first coming out of um, of college. Like we'll say two thousand five, two thousand six. Cena would be the one closing the show and being like, "Thanks everybody for coming out. You guys are awesome. I'll see you at Kowloon's." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Cody did all that. I yeah. was like, what would this company do without Cody right now? Yeah. 
So that was fun. It was great to see Cody. Um, there were a couple of things that I did notice production-wise that you would not notice at home. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Dominic boos were loud. Yeah. But they're trying something new, and you could definitely tell on Raw where they're cutting Dominic's mic. I have a note about that, yeah. Yeah, and amplify, and they started that on Friday night too, because like yeah. we would boo, but we weren't booing that quick. Like it would take us a second to register that he took the mic from Priest and was going to say something or whatever. Um, the brawling brutes got a big pop for wearing Celtic stuff. <laughs> I don't know why they were selling a black T-shirt with gold lettering that said Austin. No, I'm sorry. Boston 316. And I'm sitting there going, really? Austin merch still selling these days? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Custom Austin merch for, like, you know, for the for the town. Was it, Bruin? was it Bruins colors? Yeah, it was Bruins colors. Yeah. So I get it, but I was just like... Uh, Grayson Waller got a big pop. Everybody loved him. And I'm trying to think who else besides Cody got a big pop. Yeah, Cody got a big pop. EO got a lot of cheers. They're going to have trouble going forward with EO because she's way more liked than her teammates in damage control. Good. Good. Oh, and AJ Styles got a huge pop. Everybody loves them, some AJ Styles. All right. Uh, before I forget, and uh, before we go any further, uh, as Troy mentioned last week, uh, we didn't have the all out results. For the prediction poll because uh, we couldn't get it on the fucking website. But I have them now. Um, some notes that I want to mention uh, as to as to the matches uh, themselves. Um, everybody picked Samoa Joe to retain the TV title. Um, somehow people picked Reynolds and Silver to, to win the, the Ring of Honor tag titles. I'm not sure why. Um, pretty even split for the TNT Championship. Um, the only person who got a point for uh, Omega versus Takeshita was God's Juggler. Everybody yeah. else picked Kenny. Everybody else picked Kenny Omega. Well, because uh, of pretty, course Kenny Omega is going to win in front of the, the you know the home the Chicago crowd. He's a baby face. He's Kenny Omega. He's the only reason people are coming to see this show because Lord knows the other guy got fired. A pretty even split for the for the eight man, and only three people picked Orange Cassidy to win uh, or really? retain the, the international championship. That's a little surprising, um, considering how long he's held that belt for or had that. So, belt. we had eleven folks in the in the prediction contest. So, thank you to all of you. And I can say that uh, tied for tenth place with four points out of a possible nine, Troy. Uh, <laughs> First name Troy, last name. This is an episode of Dynamite. Uh, and George Wedgwood uh, tied for sixth place with five points. Fetus Rhodes two attack of the punk bitch. Uh, God's Juggalo, uh, Doctor Glashen, and Jackson tied for fourth place with six points. Uh, I had a better name before, but I can't book something good twice like TK and Sal D's nuts. Uh, tied for second place with seven points, myself and Jason, and in first place, all by his lonesome, with eight out of a possible nine, Nick H. So Nice. Nick Hogan joining the prediction pool. I love it. I, so, uh, yeah, that's the same joke you made 
uh, last month or two months ago. Whatever. Uh, so there are your, there are your uh, all-out prediction results. Uh, speaking of T-shirts, mm. Mike. So, so like we said, the school year just uh, started up. My kids, my kids started uh, the, the Tuesday after Labor Day, so last week, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and uh, open house was last night. Mm. Uh, so we went and uh, he showed us his classroom and met his teacher and he showed us he took he took us around the school and showed us the library and showed us the. And the, the the gymnasium, which is also the cafeteria and the auditorium, um, and there was a kid uh, wearing an LWO shirt. I was like, "Oh, that's cool!" And then I got a closer look at this LWO shirt, and this was a knockoff LWO shirt. Hey, hey, hey! No, no shame. Maybe that's all he can afford. The the font family. wasn't even close. Uh, it didn't. It like it didn't. They were, it didn't even look like. They tried. Like, and you're sure this was for the Latino world order? It wasn't like... Yes. <laughs> yes, because it said LWO, Latino world order. But the letters... The font looked like, like it, Fast and the Furious. No. <laughs> like, like you, know how the, you know how the NWO, the LWO, the logo itself looks like you sten- like you stenciled it on. Like you, right, like, you, like our so logo, spread- like the logo of the Rundown exactly. Network. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> This was like perfectly crisp letters with rounded edges, and it was so it was so Lazy. strange. I'm like, I'm like, it's not even close. Ugh. What is that, Ariel? Fuck you. <laughs> That's right, folks. You go to open house, and Adam will judge your T-shirt, especially the if font. it's a fucking knockoff wrestling <laughs> shirt. Yes, I will. I don't blame you. I don't blame what's you. That at say, what's that say? L.A. Not fuck you. Um, <laughs> Oh, I got some. A, oh, speaking of which, I got some things about him, but we'll talk got a about picture of it. It's got a picture of L.A. Knight, but it's not. But it's like cut off of Google. And it's literally just it like it even still has the square background on it. It says, "Let me yak at you." Um, <laughs> yep, take that down. That's good. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, what else do I have from SmackDown? Our opening tag team contest for SmackDown: mm. Damage Control versus Shotzi and. Charlotte? Why? Because the previous week, um, they did something. Uh, they beat um, <laughs> Shotzi and Charlotte made the save. As, I don't know. Something happened. Something happened the previous week. I know that for a fact. Uh, Jimmy Uso trying to get back in the bloodline, I suppose. Okay, uh, so th- th- says, this makes no fucking sense. I'm sorry. Or just not let me finish. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Says says to says to Paul Heyman, no one said anything about me being out the bloodline. I'm pretty sure Jay said I'm out, and you're out too. Right. And also, you super kicked Roman like 14 times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this week. Your thoughts. <laughs> Jimmy says, uh, well, Solo says I'm in the bloodline. So I guess I'm in, Oos. And Heyman's like, no. Uh, I mean, there's in and then there's in. And, like, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of, like, on probation. So now we flipped it within a matter of, like, a couple weeks, if you don't count uh, the week for Bray Wyatt. We have flipped it where Jimmy didn't want to be in the bloodline. Jimmy was only trying to look out for Jay. But now Jimmy wants to be back in the bloodline because he can't stand on his own. Apparently. See, this is why 
Jimmy's solo run is already starting off on the wrong foot. And his brother's solo run looks so much better. <laughs> um, I, I I understand. Like I like I, I understand the, the the motivation for it character wise. Because uh, Jimmy, because if you if, if you remember the episode the episode where where Jay left, uh, Jimmy was. Jimmy seemed fairly certain that once he explained himself to his brother, his brother would be like, all right, that's cool. I see what you're doing. All right, you didn't want me to become an asshole. I appreciate that. Okay, let's go. Let's go be a, be a team. And Jay was like, fuck you, motherfucker, and just kicked him in the face. And so now Jimmy is is uh, just kind of adrift at sea. And so it, it, I, I can I can understand it from a character standpoint of him being like, well, fuck, uh, that didn't work at all, and I gotta do something. So, hey, cousin. Which would be fine if the previous week Solo didn't attack him and say, you're out the bloodline when we say you out the bloodline. Because when you do that, then you're setting the table that Jimmy sh- doesn't want to be in the bloodline, and it should be more like, all right, so what do I got to do to be out the bloodline? Or like, like reluctantly, like, okay, mm. you know, Fair. what? how many more dates? <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh. <laughs> What's your theme song? It says, I came to play. If I was a complete moron, I'd say, let's look at the adjective. But Amazing. I'm not a moron. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. So fucking good. By the way, um, how done. Hard, how hard did you pop? At? Oh, huge. Crowd pop, too, so everybody got it. But even more so because. If I uh, was a moron. Because uh, Mr. Kevin Nash has had some not so nice things to say about Mr. LA yep. Knight in recent, mm-hmm. recent months. So. Mm-hmm. I appreciate LA Knight taking a shot. Now, if Kevin Nash shows up next week and they and they actually have a feud, I'll be a little bit more upset because I really don't want to see Kevin Nash wrestle in 2023. No, but um, it was it's hilarious that he took a fucking shot at him on fucking live network television. Mm-hmm. And those who got it got it, and if you didn't get it, it went right over your head. So here's the thing about Mr. Knight. Mr. Knight has. A significant problem that I wasn't aware of watching the TV show, but I was aware of uh, at the live event. Now, do you remember how the what chance kind of exceeded Austin? And they, <laughs> and they went on way longer after he stopped wrestling. Um, the whole, yeah, is the new what? To the point where people are just randomly yelling it out while they're waiting in line for, uh, you know, to get in the building. People are yelling it out at the merch stand. People are yelling it out uh, when they're getting food. Like, it's just, that's the thing that everybody loves to do now. Everybody's just like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's so annoying already. <laughs> it's like, guys, we only like when LA Knight does it, all right? By the way, by the way, there's two things I got to say about Boston wrestling fans that surprised the shit out of me. One, people 
especially dudes around our age, have lost all their shame. They are showing up to the fucking event with, like, three fucking title belts, like the 500 all-a-ones, and, like, every single piece of merch you can get off the stand. And then the second thing that surprised the shit out of me, and maybe this is because of Grayson Waller, I'm not sure, but there was a lot of fucking hot girls at wrestling, which is weird, because if you've ever went to a wrestling event, it's usually the opposite. <laughs> um, it's true, and you know it. <laughs> but there was like some fucking... And now, mind you, it's the garden, and it's Boston, so kind of like the pink hat whole craze where like hot girls used to go to the Red Sox game because it was like cool. But still, I don't think that would happen for wrestling but you never know it's on it's on network television now um alice i even heard fucking rumors that there's a whole subdivision of of fans that think dominic's hot latino heat i suppose (laughs) but uh yeah good to see um speaking speaking of that and speaking of shirts i showed uh our friend killian Mm. the two uh rhea ripley uh, mommy's always on top shirts and nice. they were very uh, very interested in those um, speaking of, of, of Grayson Waller uh, I I like the idea of this team of him and Austin Theory I do too I think they, they, they fit really well together and uh, I'm looking forward to how that turns out uh, assuming they ever let Grayson Waller wrestle again um, yeah He's got John Cena coming this week to the Grayson Waller effect. Indeed. Should be fun. Should be fun. Um, speaking of LA Knight, we're back in we're back in, in Adam Pierce's office. And Adam Pierce is talking to I assume it was his office. And he's talking to Paul Heyman. And then LA Knight appears, and LA Knight starts talking with Paul Heyman, and Adam Pierce just disappears <laughs> from his own office. I don't Where'd know you, if they were in Where'd an you office. go, boss? Were they in an office? It wasn't like they were sitting it, down, though. No, but it's still... I thought it was just backstage. Well, maybe. I thought it was it, just backstage, it, but whatever. It looked like an office to me. Um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about Ellie Knight interacting with Paul Heyman. I mean, I get it. It's fine. Give him the Paul Heyman rub, I suppose. But it was... Um, I thought I had missed something live, right? So I went back and watched on the DVR, and it was kind of a nothing throwaway backstage yeah. segment. Yeah. It wasn't anything like, oh, Roman's going to come for him or something like that. No, it was like nothing. Yeah, I mean, you can say it's kind of like a kind of a tease to what may come down the road. But Maybe. Um, I might definitely, no, I definitely enjoyed the uh, Austin Theory, Grayson Waller pairing. That's the other thing I thought of why there were hot girls at wrestling. Is, like, is it because... There's more hot guys in the ring? Because there were some women in the crowd that were very vocal for Austin Theory and Chris <laughs> Waller. Um, I, <laughs> I remember. God, this must have been... 2004? 2003? No, probably, like, probably 2007. Okay. I went to a house show with my cousin... Uh, at the, it was then, then the Verizon. Mm-hmm. Um, and beyond talking to morons outside who were insisting that this was a TV taping of some kind, 
to do it's not. There, as I, as I recall, there was a a, a cadre of uh, of young women, uh, one section over from us. We were on the floor in the corner, who were just losing their minds over Kevin Thorne. Remember Kevin Thorne? <laughs> I think you're gonna say John Cena or The Miz. No, for real. I, I was like, it's probably Miz. I can see it no. being Miz. Lose to the point where they would not stop fucking screaming at Kevin Thorne. I'm fairly certain that I yelled, "Shut up! He's not gonna fuck you." <laughs> Adam ruining dreams left and right. Because <laughs> I was so annoyed. At these, at these girls just screaming for Kevin Thorne. Well, I can I can definitely see that being annoying, especially if they wouldn't stop. I appreciated the girls screaming for Austin Theory and Grayson Waller because I was like, good, good. These guys are young, up and coming stars. That's good. That's only going to be good for them. It's like when Randy Orton was like super young in like two thousand three. Uh, it just works. It gets people... You know why? Because the girls will get their guys to buy tickets. It's a whole thing. Anyway, what else on SmackDown? Oh, we uh, can... We must can, have been 2006, 2007, because that's when he was in ECW. We can jump to this, and it's... Uh, it's, the, it's the main event segment, but... After spending a year of watching AJ Styles in the club fight the Judgment Day. Can you tell me why the Judgment Day decided to jump AJ Styles after his match with um, Solo? <laughs> and then throw him into the ring and be like, here you go, Solo, because we've never talked to you so, before, but here's AJ Styles. So yeah, the, the Judgment Day are on SmackDown trying to get on the good side of the bloodline. Blood and on Raw, trying to get on the good side of Jimmy of Jey Uso. On they're what planet from, does they're, they're that make sense? They're both sides. But it's um, not even like they were impressed on Roman. Roman's not even there. Like, what? <laughs> Meanwhile, AJ must be like, oh, no, Judgment Day again. <laughs> what the AJ's fuck? Bi- AJ's big mad, too, man. AJ's, AJ's what? Big, big mad. Yeah. Big mad. He was, mad. he was mad at the club. Good. They deserve it. They're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> okay? Except for except for Mi Chin. Okay, it wasn't her fault that she got screamed at by by Jay Uso. But the other two? Are you kidding me? What's the matter, man? What's going on? I was shocked that AJ slammed his phone down because I was like, oh, I've never seen anybody do that to someone's phone. Like <laughs> smartphone? No. But that was that was actually pretty good. That was a good. It's probably it's probably a PA's phone. Well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, let me borrow let me borrow your phone for the second. <laughs> okay. Hey. Um, I hope AJ oh, Styles. Somebody, somebody somebody just upgraded to the iPhone 15, so they had a phone. There to, you go. To... <laughs> I hope AJ Styles gets rid of the club completely. In fact, just oh, this should this should be mentioned. So um. There were some people on SmackDown that were not on television, but were not in India either. And I kind of felt bad because that's where their TV time is. 
there's a pre-match before the event went live at 8 o'clock. Yeah. At 7.48, I, I shit you not, we are getting a tag team match. <laughs> Zelina Vega and who was her partner? God, I forget that's how short the match was. Anyway, Zelina, look it up. Zelina and her partner versus Isla Dawn and Kaylee Ray, or, or Alba Fire, sorry. So, <laughs> crowd pop huge for Zelina, because Zelina's great. But I'm sitting here going, like, wait a minute. Mishin. It, it was Mishin, okay. Because she was in that segment later, so I completely <laughs> forgot about it. All right. I also like your your message. Oh, my daughter just had the realization that you can't hear the commentators. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she was like, oh, my God, you know what's different? You can't hear the commentators like you can on TV. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I also had that same realization the first time <laughs> I went to a live event. It's different, isn't it? It's not bad, but it's like, hey, wait a minute, because you're used to having a narrator. Um, a what? What was that word? A narrator. Okay. <laughs> You're used, to having a na- you're used to having a na- navigator. <laughs> I think I try. I was going to say navigator, and then was like, no, narrator's fine. Um, a navigator. So what the fuck, dude? Isla Dawn and, and Alba Fire. That's what they're doing? Oh, by the way, they lost. So that's what they're doing? They're jobbing out on the pre-show before the freaking SmackDown starts? That's kind of harsh. Um, and then... After SmackDown went off the air, before we got Dominic versus Cody, we got a tag match with Ray and Santos versus the Street Profits. That was just for the house. Here's the weird thing. Street Profits were trying something new. They decided to wrestle in their suits. Oh. I'd be interested to see if that's the gear they wear going forward, because... I don't think anybody's ever enjoyed wrestling in a suit. Whole nine, too. The tie. Just, what? I don't know. Seemed really uncomfortable. I wouldn't with wear this on a suit. With the jackets? No, but still, the okay. dress shirt. They would take the they took the jackets off, but dress shirt, tie, pants. So full IRS. Mm-hmm. Full IRS, yeah. But long sleeves. Oh. I don't I don't dig it, man. I hope they don't bring that to TV. We'll see. Uh, I wrote, so Jimmy's on SmackDown and has red graphics, and Jay is on Raw and has blue graphics. Uh, Makes sense. Um, all right. Anything else from SmackDown? Any other, no, live, I mean, any other live notes you want to pass on? It, it was a lot of fun being back at a live event. Um, it is interesting to see what they do in between breaks. Because you know how, like, sometimes somebody will come out for their entrance and we'll immediately go to break, and then yeah. we get back from break and we think that, oh, my God, they've they just been sitting in the ring the whole time? Yes, but. And I say <laughs> yes, but because they darken the arena, they put the Titantron on, and they do, you know, something on there to distract the crowd. So you're not looking at the guy in the ring. Just wandering around for three minutes. just like, hey. <laughs> But I'm going to talk. You just need to give me a second. But it is weird that they play the music and then the music stops. They cut to whatever they're doing. 
And then all of a sudden you hear the music like fade in, and that's when you know they're coming back from commercial. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's just a little, you know. The only thing I will say is that I do wish for the one SmackDown that I went to that there was more star power. I wish I got to see Roman. I wish I got to see Cena, but it's fine. It's fine. I got to see Cody. That made my night. There you go. Did I did uh, did I do the whoa? Yes. Right. <laughs> and so did everybody else. Actually, actually, big ups to Boston. They sang the whole fucking first verse, and not in the dark order way. Like they actually got the words right. Dark order way. <laughs> Uh, all right, what else? What do I have from Raw? I don't have a lot from Raw. So, um, Riddle's off TV for reasons. Uh, and Drew, uh, Drew McIntyre's turning heel now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do like, and I think that's where they were going to go with Drew anyway. Maybe. Unless they were trying to do, uh, a rated RKO again. Not rated RKO. Um, RK Bro. Wrong Randy Orton tag team. Anyway, I think that's where they were eventually going to go with Drew, but if Riddle is off TV for the foreseeable future, might as well speed it up. I kind of like how they're doing it, because Drew's not immediately turning. It's not like sudden. He's getting more and more frustrated with everybody else. Like, it's everybody else's fault that he's getting frustrated. Um, Woods decided to fly off at the mouth. And the backstage segment where he accused accused, uh, Drew of being jealous because Kofi got to win his title in front of people, and Drew had to win it in front of no one. Ouch! That That was nice. That was a. And uh, to be fair, Woods and McIntyre had a great match. I really enjoyed it. And McIntyre with the Claymore out of nowhere. It's great. But McIntyre should win, because Woods had a chance to shine. But if you really want to push McIntyre to heel, he should win. And he didn't cheat. He just fucking beat him. Yeah. Uh, What else? (laughs) Again, for the fourth week in a row, I wrote, my God, I love this version of Shinsuke. Um, He's so great. This was great, too. He had the whole get-up on, like a... Ninja Samurai, it was great. So we're signing we're signing the contract for the NXT Women's Championship. The night before the match? Yeah. In a backstage segment. <laughs> yeah, right. Um I'm going to dive into this a lot more when we talk about NXT. But Tiffany Stratton being forced to say the line of, why are you coming after me and my title? It didn't do her any favors. <laughs> Again, more on that when we talk, we'll talk about NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's talk about Jey Uso for a second. Okay. I love... How they're playing this. Like you said, the whole locker room's like, fuck Jey Uso. I don't want him here. People straight up told him on this episode, we don't want you here. <laughs> Meanwhile, he could not be more popular with the crowd. 
crowds bouncing up and down every time he comes out, everybody loving it. Um, was the was the um, finish to his tag match with with Owens was it surprising? No. Was it typical? Right. Yes. Does it work? Yes. It yeah. still works. It still works. It doesn't matter how paint by numbers it was. It still works beautifully because of the people involved. Um, and now we get we get Jey Uso versus McIntyre next week, which I think is a it's a big deal. I'm assuming that will be the main event. Speaking of main events, what main event did this episode of Raw was Rhea Ripley defending her title against Raquel Gonzalez. Nope. Raquel Rodriguez. There you go. <laughs> well, they kept showing highlights from their NXT feud, so that's not my fault. Um, the match was good. Was it all out or all in? Ah, nice. The match was good. I yeah. did enjoy the match. As the match went on, I kind of thought they played into Raquel's knee injury like too much. Because you're saying, oh, her knee, but then she's standing up and doing power. You know what I mean? Like, it just, mm. It's tough. It's tough when you have a baby face that's taller than the heel and you're trying to play up a knee injury. I'm not. It's tough to buy. But then everything went to shit because uh, mm-hmm. Nia Jax returned. And for Look all, at my eyeballs. Yeah. For all the people who are like, I'm so glad Nia Jax is back because the fans are so upset. We're upset because she sucks, right? And she proved that on this night where she almost crushed Rhea's ribs. So, no. She almost crushed Rhea's ribblies. So, no, I am not happy that Nia's back. I think she is pretty useless, especially if she injures talent. Uh And if Rhea is your number one woman in the division, she shouldn't be going anywhere near her. And she will. I know. I'm sure she'll injure somebody. I mean, she also she started her appearance by attacking Raquel. So, can't we do that feud first? <laughs> Adam's like, I just don't want to see her on my TV. No, I don't. I don't blame you. There's nothing redeeming about her. Everybody's like, ooh, no. What's so good about Nia Jax that? There's not ten other women on the roster that can't do what she does. Like seriously, but anyway, I don't. I don't understand. I don't know why Triple H felt the need to bring her back. And I will. I will channel Troy here for a moment and say, yes, it was Triple H. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dipshits. Um, cause he'd say something like, he'd probably put more swears in it, but he'd say something like that. Uh-huh. Um, I don't, I don't get it. She has heat. Sure. But it's not the good kind of heat. She's got the X-Pac heat. Strangely she's got, enough. She's got that go away heat. Mm-hmm. I almost she's feel. not good. I almost feel like Triple H bringing her back kind of speaks as an indictment to the women on Raw. Because if you're looking for challengers for Rhea and you feel the need to go outside of the division for her next challenger, 
It's not a good look, man. It's really not. This is the same company. I'm sorry, this is the same show where you have Sheena Baszler and you were just about to put the rocket on her. She beat Ronda. She retired Ronda. But for some reason, we're not going forward with Sheena. Sheena's actually going to be in a tag team with Zoe? That doesn't seem to make any sense. And then who was the who was the other one? They gave somebody their little pat and nod this week. Mm. We talking about was Chelsea? It? Was it Chelsea? I feel like there was a match, and then Chelsea fought Shayna. Maybe that was it, though. And immediately tapped to the Karen, Karen food, food of clutch. Karen fruit a clutch. <laughs> no, you should have left it where it was. Um, I didn't like that Chelsea was like, hey, Shayna, maybe you could be my partner. And then Piper shows up behind her. Ha ha ha, funny, but eh, not really. Maybe it was Piper. Did they get a, somebody, got a, somebody got a pat and nod. Like, yeah, you're cool. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> it was probably Piper. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, this is the raw, the first raw going against Monday Night Football. So they do one of two things in that in that circumstance: they mail it in, or they they stack it. And this time, they pretty much mailed it in. This is also the last uh, the last WWF show with a uh, McMahon at the helm. What makes you say that? Because of the merger and everything. Ah, yes, the merger. The, the TKO, the, the, the TKO became official as of midnight. It's weird to Tuesday me morning. because the merger was announced two months ago. So in my mind, it happened then. And then out of nowhere, it's like, oh, no, it's official now. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's a formality. <laughs> we all knew it was official then, too. It just We put pen to paper and we... Showed up at the um, the stock exchange with a bunch of giant yeah. title belts. We actually did the money shit now. Yeah. That's great. Doesn't fucking change a goddamn thing. Um, look. I mean, all corporations, I've literally seen all corporations do this. So they just keep growing and growing and fucking merging and buying someone else up. Am I shocked that WWE eventually sold to another conglomerate? Not really shocked. Actually, I always thought it was going to be Disney, since they've been snatching everything up. But it makes sense to have the the merger with... Um, what's the parent company again? Endeavor. Endeavor. So especially since Endeavor owns UFC. So, I think it works. Mm-hmm. So... There was a there was a picture that went round because they sent out uh, a notice with all the details of the merger. Mm-hmm. And the, the the I got it in my email as a as a, a PDF. And there was a little note that said it is it is strongly recommended that you read this entire document. And I opened the PDF, and in the top corner it said one of four hundred ninety. I'm like, I'm not fucking reading this. <laughs> I'm not even going to skim this. I uh, do whatever. 
Oh, you're a stockholder, aren't you? I am. Oh, that's oh well, that's why you got that because of all well, yeah. of the different. They have a new stock thing, and on the on the exchange, it's the actual letters TKO. Yeah, my WWE stock becomes TKO stock. How do you feel about that, buddy? Do you think it's time to sell? Did you I'm buy? Sell. Did you buy more shares? Did you sell? I, sell. I was going to sell in the first place. But actually, Did you watch Wolf my, of Wall Street or something? <laughs> I have my certificate right over there. I don't know if it still exists. There used to be a website. I think it was, I think it was just oneshare.com where you could buy one share of stock in a company. And they would send you the, 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 the certificate and you can get it mounted and framed. And so mine's over there. Uh, my one, my, my, my certificate of WWF stock. <laughs> That was given for me, given to me, Christmas of I want to say 2001. I don't know. I can't. I can't say it from here. But it was some Christmas. It was one year, Christmas one year. Um, and yeah, I think by I think because I just <laughs> for a while they were sending me dividend checks for like four cents, and I was like, just reinvest it. And so, so I've just had reinvestment on, and I think I was up to like 2.1 shares now. Nice. So you're saying is at some point you will have over 10 shares. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe like 90 years from now. <laughs> um, anyway. I am quickly going through the results on Raw. The Miz fought the Kira Tozawa, so that's oh, yeah. absolutely nothing. That's a thing that happened. Uh, we did talk about Gunther and how great that was, that promo. Actually, from both sides. I think this feud is doing great things for Chad Gable. I what, do you think about Ciampa? what do you think about Ciampa being kind of siding with the Alpha Academy? I really wish Johnny Gargano would come back. Yeah. I feel like Ciampa is 100% treading water, and he's just kind of there. He doesn't stand out. And if he face, he might be the in-between, so they don't go right back to Gable. But if I look at it, Ciampa is not in any position to be challenging uh, Gunther right now. Mm-hmm. Especially character-wise. He's like ice cold right now. Why would you do it now? What's the next pay-per-view? Sorry, PL. What's the next PLE? I would assume it's Hell in a Cell, but that actually might have been done earlier this year because they kind of changed everything around. I know the next one for NXT is No Mercy. Yeah, it's on the 30th. Does it say it? I'm scrolling. Yeah. Uh, oh, I can go to Wikipedia. I need to go to Wikipedia.com. What am I doing? What do you think of the promo between Seth and, and Shinsuke? I mean, Shinsuke was um, backstage beating up Ricochet, but Seth's, Seth's like, yeah, let's do it right now in, in Virginia. We knew that wasn't going to happen. Fast lane. It's, it's fast lane. It's fast lane. Okay. October 7th. So we knew that that they weren't going to have the title match. They're probably going to do it at Fastlane. Um, but I thought it was interesting that Seth came out there, and he he admitted that he was a bad babyface at first. 
he he said, you know, after I was done, you know, surrounding myself with Yesmen in the Authority, I, I liked I I liked Seth going through all his past gimmicks. Yes, to get to I where loved we it. I, I love the fact that he was like, I tried to be what I thought you fans wanted, and you guys hated that. And we're like, yes, you get it. So, yeah, and then he's like, and then I became a messiah, and I thought that was hilarious. But, no, Seth brought up a lot of good points. What's scary is if he does need spinal fusion surgery, then at this point we're, we're looking at an hourglass, and we're like, well, how... How much longer can he keep this up before he has to drop the title? Yeah. Which is sad, because I don't want to see him miss a significant amount of time, but I feel like if he has spinal surgery, it's going to be at least fucking six to eight months. Yeah, we talked, we talked about that going into going into payback, because I was... God, I want Shinsuke to win this title so bad. Well, if he does, Priest is going to cash in immediately. <laughs> yeah, because this whole, this whole feud has been fantastic. Yeah, I I think it would legitimize Shinsuke, but I don't know. If oh, for sure, for sure, for really sure. Really don't know if they do it. Um, yeah, like you said, the Alpha Academy takes on Imperium. Vinci taps to the ankle lock. Mm-hmm. I'm look, quote me on this. He's going to be replaced soon. They're going to find someone to take his place, and that guy is going to kick him out of Imperium. Yeah. Now, it, it, it should be Dragonoff, but I think Dragonoff's a better babyface right now. Mm. He's also a little busy. That's true. He might be a lot of busy if he wins <laughs> at No Mercy. <laughs> uh, and that was it. That was that was Raw. Like, we did mention the backstage with Tiffany and Becky, and Tiffany just being like, I don't understand why you're coming at me. What did I ever do to you besides, you know, completely dish you on social media? Yeah. Um, that was it. That was raw. Dude, I'm looking through these notes. This this was kind of nothing. It wasn't a good raw. Was um, Cody came out there to announce what's next. And so, of course, he was interrupted by Dominic and J.D. McDonough. Now, one thing I did want to ask you is that McDonough was um, proposed as the next member of the Judgment Day by Finn. He, mm-hmm. he straight up put it out there. Like, I think it's time to put JD in here. Do you see that happening sooner than later? Do you, do you see us uh, anointing JD McDonough in the... And See, it's funny. Light. <laughs> it's funny because right before payback, I asked you on this very program, does JD join the Judgment Day or do Finn and JD split off and feud with Damien and Dom? And as soon as I said, does JD join the Judgment Day? You went, no, 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 no. But... Then they did things at Payback that we certainly weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Finn and Damien won the tag titles and are now all uh, happy clams. So, And JD gave him a brand new briefcase that looks yeah. cool. It does look cool. So now I'm kind of like, hmm. My opinion he's, he's He's ingratiating himself. He is. That's the word. That's a perfect word. He is. What I... 
what I feel like will happen is that they'll like they'll make him some kind of match and be like go and fight whoever the fuck and if you win we'll talk you know what I mean something like that maybe I want them to do a segment. I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. I want them to do a segment where they agree to bring JD into the Judgment Day, and they say next week it will be JD McDonough's. Um, what do they call that? Friggin' inauguration into the Judgment Day. And I want this segment it's, to get that. That's not the word, but that's the word that popped into my head there. Okay. Um, it's in something, right? And I'm also I'm also blanking on it. Invitation. Right now. I don't know. Maybe no, not really invitation. But anyway, <laughs> and I want the segment to get interrupted before they actually make it official. And then I want there to be this induction. Gray area. That's the word. There we go. Induction into the Judgment Day. And I want it to get interrupted. And I want them to be like, well. I want there to be this gray area where he's not a member, but they were going to induct him, but it's still not official, so he just gets more and more mad because they make him wait. That'd be fun. Or they haze him. We can keep it. Well, I mean, they might anyway. (laughs) Um, Initiation. That's the word we're fucking with. Damn, motherfucker. What is wrong with us? Again, old. You're right. I want them to initiate JD. I'm tired. Into the fucking... You're tired. <laughs> I had my fucking open house tonight there, buddy. So I went from there to to here to fucking here. So here we go. And I watched a little bit of Dynamite in between just in case Jason was going to be on. I worked today, so I don't know what the fuck you're complaining about. I also worked today. <laughs> my, job's, my job's harder than yours. Um, my so, Wesley, <laughs> so, so Wesley... So uh, Wesley... Who looked completely fucking jacked last night, on on Tuesday? Um, loses to Ilya Dragunov. Yeah. So doesn't get to fight for the title at uh, NXT No Mercy, mm-hmm. and takes his ball and goes home. Mm-hmm. Cleans out his locker room. Throws takes his, off his nameplate. Throws his placard in the trash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what do you think about this? I think it's an angle where he has to find Well, no shit, Sherlock. (laughs) It's not an angle for him to leave NXT. It's an angle for him to come back with a different character. And who knows? Maybe we get little vignettes of him going to see Shaman Riddle. I would enjoy that. Um, And he's going to go, like, on a journey. And the guy I expect to return is going to character-wise really... uh, resemble Matt Seidel. That's what I'm expecting. Yeah, put, they'll, they'll put him in a mask. No! And he can feud with Axiom. God, no. And Axiom can unmask him. Um, I'm interested. I'm intrigued to see where this goes with, with Wesley. I hope it's not a call-up, because if it's a call-up, man, you know who wasn't on the show on SmackDown? Was fucking... Um, Mr. To the Moon, Cameron Grimes. He wasn't there. And I'm just like, what happened to this dude? He wrestles like once a month on TV, and it's like two minutes. 
don't get it, man. They have too much talent. They have no place to put it. Yeah. That's why you get people coming down XT, main roster people just jumping down there. Speaking of which, what did you think of Braun Breaker's actions from last week? We we were we went to the same place for the same segue. Um, I loved the, uh, the the promo this week with with Baron Corbin was fucking great, <laughs> fucking great promo with the two of them this week. Um, I love that he's like, yeah, 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 fuck you. I didn't do it for you. Eat my ass. Fuck you. First of all, you gotta love Corbin playing it up like this is like some, you know tragic situation and he can't believe I, I knew he was full of shit the whole fucking time I knew he was full of shit but then Braun comes out there and he's like yeah yeah I really did yeah. idiot and Corbin <laughs> just stops he's like wait what <laughs> but then Corbin gave it right back to him I thought the back and forth was really good um, but I like the fact that that mini Scott Steiner doesn't back down from anybody he really is he's really turning into his uncle even with his like uh, condescending tone, he's turning into his uncle, which is great. But um, you know they're doing something they don't—they're doing something I still don't approve of, even in this day and age. Uh, heel versus heel at No Mercy, Corbin versus Breaker. I'm assuming the crowd's going to cheer for Corbin. No, they did before. They did against Gable Stevenson. Yeah, but that's because it's Gable Fuck Stevenson. Who gives a shit? Mm, Breaker's got a lot of heat right now. People are not happy about what he did to Von Wagner. Uh, Look, he was trying to help him out. He's trying to straighten out that forehead. I like how how Vic Joseph danced around it and was like, um, he has a slight skull fracture. Motherfucker, he crushed his goddamn head with the steel steps. <laughs> what I. What I want them to do oh, no. is is bring bring in some uh, uh, someone very someone very conventionally attractive uh, and and just give him the Von Wagner name and then never fucking mention it. You're horrible. <laughs> what is wrong with you? What I thought you were gonna say. What my idea was. Was that Braun Breaker's out there cutting a promo. We can do it after he beats up uh, Baron Corbin. That's fine. And he's like, no one can beat me. I'm the best. And out comes Von Wagner's father. Yes, that's right. I want Don Wagner, Bo Beverly to come out. Okay, the actual father of, of... Von Wagner. And I want him to be like, you know what you did to my son? And then I want Braun Breaker to beat him up. How great would that be? Oh my god, the heat just writes itself. <clears throat> uh, uh, they could also just never mention it again, that's fine. Jesus Christ. Uh, huh. I got all excited about this six-man tag, because we went from BJ and the Bear to BJ and the Born, and then Born was a scoundrel! Scoundrel. How did that make sense? I had to rewind it because I was like, I don't understand what just happened. So, what's his name? Born, Jason Born. Is that something yeah. else? 
Mickey, Mikey, Maddie. Some he horseshit. pulls Miley. Fallon. He Miles, pull- Miles? Miles? Miles Bourne? Sure. He pulls Miles Fallon Prowler. He pulls Fallon Henry um, out of the way from getting decked by whoever it was. And then they have a moment like they're going to kiss, but they don't. And then out of nowhere, he attacks um, Brooks. What? <laughs> oh, but it was, he was with them all along. It was Gulag. Oh, yeah. It was uh, D- Damon Kemp. That's who it's launched a- himself off the stairs in Fallon's direction. It's a swerve, bro. Uh, I guess. <laughs> so, wait a minute. So, he does this turn, and he's still the most... The, the fourth most interesting person in this faction. <laughs> or at least the, the fourth boy. most credible. He's just a young boy. He just needs to sweep and mop. But he's obviously got feelings for Fallon. But now how's she going to feel? I mean, he just don't turned on them, so... I don't know, man. I don't think he did himself any favors. <laughs> Meanwhile, Fallon's like, why does this keep happening to me? Before we get to the main event of the evening, we had a backstage with both girls. First, Tiffany, I thought, did a great job in her promo. I think it was pre-taped. It's just fine. And then Becky Lynch had a backstage. And who should interrupt her but Kiana James? And what does Becky say when Kiana shows up in the shot? Oh, hello. Are you lost? <laughs> I died. That was amazing. And then Kiana's like, now one wants you here. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Fuck off, Kiana James. Um... So here, here she is. The man is down in NXT. We will talk about that in a little bit, but let's go through the rest of NXT first. Did you enjoy your British Round Cup qualifying match things? Round Robin, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, I don't remember either of them. So there's that. Well, somebody fought Axiom and beat him half to death. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> and then it was a very quick match. And then Nathan Frazier fought somebody. Was it Butch? No. No. Man, now I'm going to have to look up NXT results because I watch way too much fucking wrestling. Tyler Bate defeats Axiom in 10 minutes and 8 seconds. Okay. Nathan Frazier defeats Akira Tozawa in 2 minutes and 30 seconds. Oh, that's right. They got Tozawa to be there. That's right. Um... So you saw the die jack interrupting Eddie Thorpe thing. Eddie Thorpe. Mm. <laughs> Eddie Thorpe. Oh, Eddie Thorpe. He He's kind of hot, but he's got all the charisma of dry spaghetti. <laughs> And so he is very plainly talking to Mackenzie backstage. (laughs) 
and Dijak appears on the television. <laughs> First off, I like the I liked his little dig. Of, oh, you lost! I figured you'd be here finding yourself. <laughs> and then he starts just whipping a tree with his belt. <laughs> this your tree? This your tree, Fuck huh? You. Fuck your tree. <laughs> Dude, of a drug. <laughs> That's what it felt like. For anybody wondering who didn't see the segment, it felt like a Dave Chappelle show skit. It was so weird. Like, why is he beating up a tree? <laughs> Which, by the way, the belt is making no marks whatsoever. <laughs> and this is supposed to upset Eddie Thorpe like Dijak's beating Eddie Thorpe's mother or something. Like, what the fuck? It's a tree. I don't. It felt like they were trying to tie in the fact that Eddie Thorpe is Native American. No, stop it. It was terrible. Okay. I'm sorry. I wasn't, I wasn't giving them credit for it. I'm saying it felt like they were trying to do that. Then have and, Tataka come out and endorse Eddie <laughs> Thorpe, and then and then Dijak can beat up Tataka, just like they did with Chief J Strongbow all those years ago. Remember that they beat up Chief J Strongbow, and Tataka was sad, and then the Rick Model Montel cut his feathers and made it a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Sentences I never thought I'd ever hear, and I'll probably never hear again. It's cut all true. His, and he cut his feathers and made it a hat. It's all true. I swear to God. <laughs> oh man. Oh, God. And they attacked Chief J. Strongbow, and Grill Monsoon was going, That's disgusting! <laughs> That's deplorable! Get him out of here! Anyway. That would have had a much better effect than fucking Dijak whipping a tree with his yeah. belt. Dijak should have beat up Chief J. Strongbow. <laughs> Why well, said Tataka? Because he was the same age as Chief J. Strongbow was back then. Probably the same size. Anyway. Uh, I hated that. I hated the whole fucking thing. I really did. It was so dumb. I, I There's nothing redeeming about it. Speaking of nothing redeeming, can we be done with this whole Dana Brooke? Honestly, though. Honestly, though. Kiana, uh, Kalani Jordan, please. Honestly, the Dijak digging up the body of Chief J. Strongbow to beat it with a, with a belt would have been more entertaining than watching him oh whip a tree. That would have been amazing, right? <laughs> Um. Oh, speaking of, okay, I forgot about this segment. Oh my god, only, he's only been dead for eleven years. I'm sure he can do something with it. Um. Yes. Fuck. Fuck Dana Brooke forever. Yes, but you know what? Um, Even before that, poor Lyra. Poor Lyra. So they did that one spot where Lyra goes up top and Dana pulls her off the the buckles and Lyra puts her arms back like. She's supposed to because she's going to catch the top buckle and, and kind of flop. And except Dana pulled her completely out away from the buckles. And <sighs> yep. And Lyra she, hit her hit the back of her head shits. on the turnbuckle, didn't she? She's the shits. Yeah. She's the drizzling shits. She's still not good. <laughs> she has moments where she's passable, but she's definitely not good. And then and then they shook hands and then Lyra was leaving and then Dana, Dana was almost gonna, gonna attack her, her but Kalani then, stopped her. 
And then What's Dana was like, ha ha ha, just kidding. Ha ha ha. Thanks, Harry. Um, speaking of really, really poorly written segments for the for the ladies, um, Thea Hale is hanging out at um, Club NXT, I guess. Right. And there's two guys, and they're going to come talk to them. And the first thing the guy says is, um, hey, baby. No. <laughs> Basically. Basically. And then he's like, Oh, you're gonna get Andre Chase's permission. Which, by the way, this was all. This all. I'm sorry, I, I, I put the cart before the horse. This started with an Andre Chase Chase University segment, where Andre Chase asked Duke Hudson to to reach out to Thea Hale, and Duke tries, but she turned location services off, and now Duke's like, I don't know what's going on. And then we cut to Thea, and she's turning location services get, off. So, so we travel back in time, then. I guess. <laughs> Three minutes ago. <laughs> and then, because, you know, Thea Hale's not a child. She's a grown-ass woman. Uh, she beats up two jobbers in the back who tried to hit on her and make fun of her. I did. I did enjoy when she's like, I need to get new clothes. Oh, you know we're getting a makeover segment next week, right? Yeah, because all she has is Chase used stuff. Dude, I feel like we're going to go down the road of um, basically X-Pac. When, when, when the one, two, three kid turned heel and he came out with like all leather and do-rat, that's what that's what Thea <sighs> Hale's going to look like. She's going to have a leather jacket, she's going to have black gloves, and she's going to have sunglasses, and she's going to have a bandana. Guarantee it. It's going to be hot. Well, I mean, Thea Hale is hot, but the gimmick itself is pretty dumb. But I guess we'll see where it goes. So far, like I said, her beating up uh, two jobbers doesn't do anything for me. Uh, Let's see. Oh, Dominic Mysterio meeting up with uh, Carmelo Hayes in the back, talking shit. Ends up getting himself in friggin' trouble. And now they're going to have a match. Champion versus champion next week. So, <clears throat> Carmelo... Can't, really, I, I, can't, I can't wait to see how it doesn't ever finish. I was just going to say, like, there's no chance this match has an actual finish, right? No. I did not think so. I did not think so. Um, let's see here. I don't know if I can really be that interested in Axiom. It seems kind of like a waste of space. I don't know how A Kid was in NXT UK if he was like more charismatic, but mm. uh, generic wrestler number five really doesn't do it for me. Uh, oh, the Creeds are back. The Creeds are back. Uh, they're back with uh, Ivy Nile. And they beat Idris Nofe and Malik Blade. So it's like nothing's changed at all. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but but did you see what happened after the match? Huh? Huh? Did you see? Did you see Lucian Price and Bronco Nima come out there? Huh? And then, and then they would talk and shit to... 
to Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo, and they were at the Bukaki balcony. Did you see that, huh? Did you see it? Did you? Tag teams. Uh, Becky Lynch put over Lyra. That was kind of cool. Although Rhea mm-hmm. did the same thing a couple weeks ago. Oh my god. Again, they can't write jack shit for the women in this fucking brand. We have a backstage segment with Roxanne Perez talking about the Chatty Cathy's in the Talking about how awesome the breakout tournament was for her and what winning it did for her career. And she's talking to all these girls we've never really seen on TV. And then Electra Lopez and Lola Vice show up and they're like and you're just like, I am so bored right now. None of it was good. None of it. <laughs> I don't care. It's not me being too critical. That's the fucking truth. Yeah, that segment was pretty much it was, was a whole bunch of nothing. Mm. Uh, Mustafa Ali uh, continues to make Dragon Lee look like a dumb bitch. He's like, no, no, no. I'm going to win the NXT North American Championship. You, you just need to wait. And he's like, but, like- he, but he cheated last week. And he's like, ah, oh, now you sound like a whiny bitch. Don't be that guy. <laughs> yeah, I like how he was like, I didn't notice it until after, but I mean, I'll, I'll take the victory. Uh, you know that count was fast. Now, if you're going to complain, you just sound like a Karen. Uh, <sighs> um, oh, God. Yeah, speaking of horrible ways they booked the women... Somebody in a hoodie beats up Blair Davenport. Oh, look, it's Gigi Dolan. Oh, my God. Oh, they can't separate them. These two want to kill each other. Wow, what are we going to do? She's grumpy tonight. Me? What was wrong with this? Dude. Blair Davenport. Blair Davenport beat up a bunch of people while wearing a hoodie. So Gigi Dolan turned the tables and wore a hoodie and beat the shit out of her. Way to be original. <laughs> You're just grumpy tonight. <clears throat> well, if you think I'm grumpy now, let's talk about the main event, shall we? <laughs> Becky Lynch, Tiffany Stratton, NXT Women's Championship. I'm going to defer to you first. What did you think of the match itself? I enjoyed it. Okay. Except for the referee. Why? Wanted to kill that fucking referee. This is I. This is, I wish I wish Jason was here. That referee tried to fuck on me. <laughs> that that fucking referee buckled so many goddamn seatbelts. Mm. I, dri- I know what buckle the seatbelt means. It was driving me insane. Aren't you supposed to though for the cheap seats? I know it was it was full sale, but still, like, aren't you supposed to, you know, put the arm all the way back, come across? No, that's not what they teach you in referee school. <laughs> it's just every fucking time. It's like one, two, no, no, no. You don't. It's just. Oh my god! I was like. Not every two and a two count needs to be a dramatic fucking two count. Fair. 
So and there's so, there was something else, and I, I don't remember what it is now, but there was something else. That, that my last note is I do not like this bald referee. <laughs> and I don't remember what there was. Some, I don't remember what the other thing was, but there was something else he did that just pissed me off. I uh, this he was driving me crazy. But the match <laughs> itself, the, I enjoyed the match itself. Um, Tiffany gets uh, gets the rub of being in there with with Becky. Um, and then when she uh, eventually takes the title back, she'll get the uh, the bigger rub of taking the title off of Becky. Um, I just think it is uh, like we've been talking about with with Rhea Ripley defending or being having the 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 women's world championship on NXT has kind of devalued the the NXT women's championship, and so. This is a, a, a good way to quickly bring the status of that belt back up. Um, Becky wins a title that she's never held before, which I think is a nice a nice touch story-wise. And um, yeah, I think this is this is going to do wonders for the belt. And if they play it correctly, it'll do it'll do wonders for Tiffany as well. So. On the positive side, I did enjoy the match, and I liked the fact that Becky won. Um, again, like you said, it's a belt that she never won before. It instantly puts a lot of prestige on that belt because it's Becky Lynch, and she is one of the most over people on the roster. I would, you know, obviously it's cooled down a little bit since. Since her peak when when Nia broke her nose, but um, she's still Becky Lynch. She still draws a couple, you know, a couple hundred thousand when she's down there in NXT. I think they did very well with their numbers this week. But I think Becky makes that whole division better. Here's the only problem I have was the longer Tiffany Stratton was champion, the more I started noticing things that she needs to work on. Uh It was almost like she was getting a little bit exposed, and it's probably the best thing right now to to pull the belt off of her. Uh Um, One thing I hadn't really noticed in her other matches, but it was glaring to me in this match, was she is not good at selling. Okay. She goes down, she takes the move, everything's fine, but the face, blank. <laughs> you can't do that. Your money is here. You gotta fucking show some emotion in between the moves. And I think that was really missing from Tiffany in this match. Um, And who knows, maybe she had sourpuss because, fuck, <laughs> because um, she knew she was losing the belt. Um, she's she's young. She's going to be in this business for a long time if she wants to be, and she's going to be something great. She's got all the tools and all the talent. But mm-hmm. little things like that, it really stands out when you're in the ring with someone like Becky Lynch. Fair. Fair. Um, yeah, and we've, we've mentioned uh, in previous weeks, months, uh, that her her promos have left something to be desired, um, and I think that is still the case. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's NXT. There's still work to be done. Um, but like, like I said, this is only going to be good for the NXT Women's Championship. And like I said, if they play it right, then this will this will take Tiffy to the moon. I don't know if it goes back on Tiffy. You don't think so? Not immediately after Becky. First, I think Becky is going to do uh, what they need her to do on Tuesday nights as far as ratings go. I, I can yeah. see her keeping it for a little bit. Um, yeah. After that, um, there's a lot of different directions. There's a lot of talented women in, in NXT. I, I can see Becky wanting to work with a majority of them. So maybe, maybe eventually um, you get to... I don't know if she'll keep it this long, but if you got to WrestleMania weekend, I don't see it being Tiffy to take the belt off of Becky. Maybe Roxanne. I mean, that's still seven months away. Sure. Um, can you see a scenario where they use this as a device to to really strap the rocket to Roxanne Perez? Maybe. Or or Cora. Or... Cora, sure. Cora and <laughs> Becky would be fun. Yeah. Hell, Lyra and Becky would be fun. See, that's what I'm talking about. They got all this talent down there. Mm-hmm. And I, I I look forward to Becky working with all of them. So. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. Um, And it's just, again, this is not an indictment on Tiffany or what she will if, be. If Seth is going out, mm-hmm. if you do this with Becky, this will ease up her Travel. schedule. Yeah, quite bit, she gets so. to stay in Florida. That's 100% true. I'm pretty sure they live in Florida just like every other wrestler does. Um, but no, this isn't an indictment, though, on, on Tiffy's future. She, she's going to be great. It just it, There's nothing wrong with, with learning. <laughs> you know, and I think she's done a great job of learning uh, on the fly. But, you know, there's still a lot to learn. There's going to be a day where she gets it. And you're going to mm-hmm. see it. And you're going to be like, oh, there it is. And some people, it, it comes quick. Some people, it takes a while. I mean, let, lest we forget, The Rock did not get it when he first started. <laughs> Doesn't matter if he was Intercontinental Champion. He didn't get it. So, He's a blue chipper. Oh, please. But that's the thing. You start of the only thing in this business that teaches you... Um, how to act is experience. Yeah. So so when you get X number of matches under your belt, you start to learn how to manipulate the crowd. You start to know how to do the little things in between the moves, and it, it makes a huge difference. Hell, I, I, I think Tiffany... Um, I know a lot of people saying, well, she's ready for a main roster call-up. I would not. No. I would keep her down there for the foreseeable future. She can be a cornerstone of that division. There is no need for her to be doing nothing on SmackDown like so many other people are doing. Mm-hmm. Very fair. You know, we don't have a PLE to predict this week. We don't. Or a PPV. I know. It's amazing. It's also you weird. Didn't, you didn't last together, so. I will ask you this, though, because we didn't get a chance to talk about AEW. And I know you don't watch AEW, but there's some things that have come out in the news. I'm sure you have some opinions on it. Uh, I'll ask you the same question I asked Troy. 
Do you think CM Punk returns to the WWE? And if so, who would you like to see him mark? God, I hope not. <laughs> well, there's a real reaction for you. <laughs> Let him just fade into obscurity. He already did that. <laughs> and just be a piece of shit on his own time. That's what he was for the past ten years, though. Good. <laughs> I know, I know. I've soured on him a lot since he uh, came back and ruined all the memories. I see your true colors shining See your true colors. But if you had to guess, though. And that's it, why I hate you. Regardless of what you want to happen, do you think WWE brings him back, even if it's for a very short 90-day term contract or something? Like a I WrestleMania don't. build? No? I don't. Okay. I see I see that bridge well and truly burned. I think so, but there are other people in charge now. And Yeah, I mean I heard I I, I heard what you said last week and it it does it's it's a, certainly a valid argument. Um Triple H being the one but and he, Triple H is a very shrewd businessman, but just like I have no interest in seeing Adam Copeland uh, in AEW, I have zero interest in seeing CM Punk in WWE. Sure, sure. Um, playing into fans' wishes, they were asked at the at the merger ceremony about Mr. CM Punk. To which the big shots responded with, they respect him and everything he's done in his career with the UFC and the WWE. No, 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 no. Nick, Nick Khan said they respect everything he's done in WWE and tried to do in UFC. Oh, is that what he said? I didn't realize he Something said tried to do. There was shade and it was beautiful. I didn't even catch that. See, when you read the headline, sometimes they don't. You don't pick up on the shades. Where was that posted? Was that in, our, in the score or was that in the house then? That's interesting, man. Nick Khan, who's probably never met CM Punk. I mean, when you think about the timelines and everything. It'd be interesting if Nick Khan has no interest in bringing in CM Punk. That means your reputation precedes you. When, <laughs> when a guy you've never met is like, nope. Uh, while you're looking that up, I can find it. But what? Uh, so yeah, anything from AEW this week that you want to touch on? Um, you know, I, I, I joked last week that they were turning Samoa Joe versus MJF into a into a program, and lo and behold, that's exactly what they did. Not one bit of originality on this entire uh, feud. The entire thing is like callbacks to to NXT and you know a promotion that Max never worked for. Um, Joe's not gonna win the title. That's that's not fucking happening. Mm-hmm. But uh, here we are because we're going to Arthur Ashe Stadium. Oh, one thing I did want to get your opinion on is that it has come out this week that Brian Danielson said he pretty much is done within a year. He promised his kids and his wife that there's an age 
that he will retire by. And mm-hmm. and we're coming up on that. So if this is Danielson's last year in wrestling completely, and this is a guy who I really wouldn't be surprised. He's always said he wants to do what he wants to do, and then he wants to go live a simple life and grow vegetables in his garden and hopefully yeah. hopefully walk better than McFoley does these days. <clears throat> if this is Danielson's last year, who do you want to see him work in AEW? <laughs> Uh, well, that would require me watching AEW, so... Uh, nobody? Nobody. So there's no matchup in the entire company that you would like? I'd watch that. At this point, probably not. What if it's Danielson's retirement match and they and they bill it as such? Like, for the last time, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson versus... Sting! <laughs> I can't I can't trust that company to do anything correctly. That's true. That's fair. That is fair. Uh speaking of which I'm trying to think of TV in AEW. I just watched Dynamite and nothing really stuck out there except for the fact that um Soraya is in a title match next week against Tony Storm. And I don't know. Aren't they he, friends? I thought they were friends. No, no, no. Tony Storm turned nuts and then put her chin up and her tits out. <laughs> so keep your ear on the by the by that shirt. Keep your keep your ear low to the ground, keep your eyes open for any interesting tweets after Dynamite next week, because if Soraya is doing a one-on-one match and it goes more than five minutes, there's a good chance that some type of injury disaster is going to happen. Yeah. I'm not hoping, I'm just saying, this girl has not done a one-on-one match in... I mean, I think she fought Sky Blue on an episode of Rampage about two months ago, but they made sure to keep it very short. It was a, it was a TV match. It wasn't like she's defending the title. I I don't know how she works around this. I mean, yeah, you can have Ruby Soho at ringside, and she could cause a lot of the interference, but she can't do all the heavy lifting. So how the fuck is Soraya going to have a world title match with Tony Storm and not end up injured is what I'm wondering because I feel like at Arthur Ashe she's gonna quote unquote pull out all the stops <clears throat> so if you see a, a headline the next morning that says Soraya injured after moonsault just now <laughs> yeah uh, Nick Khan on CM Punk Quote, listen, we only have respect for Phil. We appreciate his run here. We appreciate what he did and tried to do with the UFC. <laughs> Not many people can actually get in there and do what he did. So when we have respect for Phil, we wish him nothing but the best, unquote. Tried to do. See, if you read that, it doesn't look shady. And then, if, But if you hear it, it probably sounds more, more like the shade being thrown. Anyway, 
Anyway, um, there's rumors Jade Cargill is Jade Cargill is finishing up with AEW and heading to the WWE. Mm-hmm. Would you like to see her in WWE? Oh Christ! What if we did her and Nia Jax in a tables match? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Oh, speaking saw, of which, um, I saw a lot of people today <laughs> who were because because this came up in one of the Facebook groups I'm in that I should probably not. So I should probably leave before it drives my blood pressure through the roof. Um, but I saw a lot of people, a lot of comments on like. She, they wouldn't even have to go to NXT. She could go straight to the main run. No. Mm-mm. She needs that practice. <laughs> you say she needs that practice, but... How do I put this? I feel like with Jade, what you see is what you get. She ain't gonna get no better. <laughs> so, so... If you have her play the, let's call it Giant Gonzalez role, or Great Kali role, where she just shows up and they're like, who is this giant person? And she lays out Bianca Belair, we're off to the races, right? I know Bianca's already laid out because of damage control, but I'm just saying. Wouldn't that be fun, though, if if they kind of undertake her this stuff, where like, she just shows up and no one knows her name and she's just like beating up Bianca Belair and they're like, oh no, how will Bianca overcome? I got I got the name. I got the name. You ready? Mm-hmm. Gina. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um I, I would I would appreciate an old school. That to me is where Jade can can make her money. She is a powerhouse. Um, in the similar oh, vein, he's still he's still under contract. In a similar vein to the people like John Gonzalez and Greg Kelly, she can't move, she can't work, but she can be physically imposing on a uh, on a fan favorite. Right? That could work. I can see that making money. But there's no uh, need for an NXT run because she ain't gonna get any better. So. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'll tell. I wouldn't. It, it's hard to explain. I wouldn't be upset because I, 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 I am. Honestly, interested to see what becomes of her when she's not booked by a child. Mm-hmm. Fair. So there's that. And surrounded because, with people, because she surrounded comes, by people she, who know what they're doing. <laughs> she comes to WWE and she's not going 99 and 0. Right. So that so it, it 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 would interest me to see how they how how they use her this is what you do you book you book eo and bianca but in a steel cage i'm also not going to carry a flag for her and be like they need a designer immediately right no i don't give a shit if they don't that's fine too. right exactly. <laughs> so. so there's so there, there's that what if you put her in a steel cage against EO, right? And then in the <laughs> middle of the match, she comes up from under the ring, like through the ring, right? When and she, she is 
But you just said she's already in the match. No, 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 no. Io and Bianca. And then Jade comes up from under the ring, grabs Bianca by the throat, throws her through the cage. You know. That, that's that got to be Jane. That's got to be Jane. <laughs> uh, that would be fucking amazing. Um, I know you don't watch AW, but I enjoy seeing Swerve Scott on my TV. Uh, Swerve Strickland on my TV every week. He's doing really good things. And against Hangman, no less. So that should be... And and they're throwing barbs at each other, and I enjoy it. Swerve's good, man. Swerve is still good. Brian Cage fought Hangman this week. How is Dennis Rodman? I don't know. I completely missed it. (laughs) Apparently, he was on the pre-show... At all out. Um, oh no no no! He was on the pre-show. Was it all out? I think it's supposed to be on Collision. If I haven't seen Collision in the past two weeks, I've been busy. Oh. So, well, actually, to be honest, Payback was last Saturday, and then this Saturday, I was like, well, who who cares? Punk's not going to do this. Huh? Jason, tell us how tell us how Dennis Rodman was. Yeah. Um, um, no, I heard Rodman was in. Um, one of the six-man or eight-man tag matches, or or like ringside for one of them, but I I don't I don't even I haven't seen them yet. <laughs> Hopefully they they treated him just like Mike Tyson, booked him, paid him a bunch of money for one appearance, and did the company no favors. So he could sit at ringside and fall asleep. <laughs> uh, uh. Miss C J Perry is apparently going to start. Managing some big meaty men. Don't care. <laughs> you don't care that you're going to be the new manager for this big, giant, jacked-up black dude, and they're going to play it off against him versus Mira. No, I think I've heard it before someplace. I didn't like that story the first time around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. Uh, speaking of which, they're they're rolling out Sting next week to fight again. Literally <laughs> rolling out Sting next week. Sting and Darby versus Christian and Luchasaurus. I will say Christian Cage was funny this week because he was like, he showed up after Nick Wayne and Darby Allen won their match, and he was like, "So Nick Wayne, I've been looking at your mother's Instagram." <laughs> Such a piece of shit. Uh, he plays it so well though. Huh. And I'm trying to think what else besides Christian Cage being a son of a bitch. Uh, no, that's pretty much it. Oh, Jericho's fighting Sammy Guevara because they have mutual respect. <laughs> so they're best friends, and they literally played a video of four years of Sammy and Jericho where they were had their arms around each other in the ring. But Sammy needs to prove that he it's his time now and they're having a match next week at Arthur Ashe for Grand Slam. First time ever. Sorry, I almost fell asleep you just describing that. Sammy Sammy says he has to win that match. And Jericho basically said, We'll let the best man win. Mm-hmm. So basically there's no chance Sammy wins that match, right? Probably not. Probably not. 
Um, oh, Don Callis is weird. By the way, the one one last thing I'll say about Diamond this is this not week. this is not news, dude. Don Callis showed up with with Takeshka, and he's like, um, you know, Kenny. Not only did we t- break your body, but we're gonna break your heart. And then Don Callis has been un- unveiling paintings, like that one where we had Jericho's head in his hand. Which, by the way, I thought he was fighting Jericho, but that's been completely dropped. So Don Callis is still talking about Kenny Omega, and he's like, we're going to break your heart. And he pulls back the, kind of pulls back, because he fucked it up, pulls back the um, drape over the painting, and it's Callis and Takeshka beating up a cowering um, Kota Ibushi. And Don Callis promises that that's the next target of the Don Callis family, and they're gonna put Abushi in the hospital. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> this is how wrestling should be depicted in classic oil painting form. He also claimed that he was going to stab Kota Ibushi in the head. And while he said this, he had a screwdriver in his hand. Don Callis did. (laughs) So, that's a little fucked up. But uh, that's all I can think about from AEW that resonated with me. Well, okie dokie then. I uh, got nothing from that conversation. All right. That's good to know. When Daniel, yeah, that's, when, it's... When Danielson goes on his retirement tour, I'll be sure to let you know. So you can tune in for Danielson versus Kenny 3. It's a, it's a shame, really. Because you and, you and me started the AEW rundown with joy in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh. And by the end of the AEW rundown, <laughs> the both of us were just like, <sighs> so, Bucks did this dumb shit, and Cody did this fucking thing, uh, and there was a box, in a box, Sting is old. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. I have been beaten down by the owner of this company and the way he books. It is a lot to deal with for the weekly product because he doesn't know what he's doing. However, I have watched wrestling enough in my life to know talent when I see it, and there still are some very talented people I enjoy watching. People like Swerve, people like Ricky Starks, and hell, Christian's doing some of the best work of his most recent career. So, on the mic. <laughs> Sorry, just the, the caveat on that. Some of the best work of his most recent career. Well, yeah, because he retired for like a good five years, but then he made a comeback in, in the Royal Rumble, and didn't he have like a program with somebody a little bit, or was it just the Rumble appearance? So he's doing some of the best work. Of the the last four years of his career. Yes, exactly. Okay. I don't think that's the compliment you think it is. Probably not. Um, 
I think this MJF and Adam Cole thing has run its course. I think as much as I enjoy those two performers, just have Adam Cole join the kingdom and it was all swerve and they can beat up MJF. I don't care. That's fine for me because this whole like them being best friends thing has completely played out for me. I'm like, I don't care anymore. But, like I said, I I still enjoy talent when I see it. Now, Tony Khan can't book his way out of a paper bag. But now that the cancer has been removed from the locker room, it should be nothing but rainbows and butterflies, right? No, the box are still there. And Jericho. But are the Bucks there? Because they haven't been there. That's the thing. The Bucks the Bucks at this point are almost on, on a part-time schedule. I swear they show up like once a month. And Kenny's not even on. This is, you know what Kenny and the Bucks? They're just like Hogan and, the, and, and Nash and, and Hall back in WCW in 98 and 99. They got a lot of power. They have a part-time schedule. They got a fat paycheck. And they show up like once every three months. And yet somehow everything still focuses on them. Can't wait until someone wins the AEW title with a finger poke. It wouldn't surprise me. (laughs) Oh, before we leave, are you looking forward to anything on WWE programming coming up? For example, we did talk about uh, McIntyre and, and Jey Uso, which should be a lot of fun. Dom Dom and Carmelo should be a lot of fun, despite the, the non-finish. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, anything Rhea Ripley does is always pleasant. Well, she'll be responding to the attack by Nia Jax, obviously. So maybe she'll beat the crap out of her. <laughs> um, is is no mercy this coming Wednesday? Is that the no? The it's gimmick? the thirtieth. Oh, okay, okay. That's fine. I suppose. So, so Saturday the thirtieth. Oh, so it is a. It, it's not just a special episode of NXT. It's a full PLE. Right. Two oh, okay, okay. Oh, that makes it even more interesting to see what happens with uh, Carmelo and Dragonoff. That I'm looking forward to, by the way. Mellow Dragonoff 2. That should be a banger. Mm. Banger! We'll see. The banger! We'll see what happens uh, What happens with Wes. So. Mm-hmm. We will indeed. But that's all I got this week, buddy. Yeah. Can't wait for somebody to tell us what we got wrong. Oh, I uh, hope it will happen. Either be <laughs> text or on the discord or on uh, on twixter let's oh. play a game and see who can tell me i was wrong first bruno on discord or jason in the host throne. <laughs> i wasn't gonna call anybody out specifically you had to go that way. you did take it to that extra step ah uh, it's midnight i'm tired i'm tired too I do a day of work tomorrow. Me too. Well, I guess that means we will smack down your ass cheeks next time on <laughs> Rundown. How does it get worse every week? <laughs> Bye, Stinger. Bye, <laughs> Stinger.